Hi guys, welcome to the latest issue of the Blue Sky Fostering Podcast. I'm really lucky today to be joined by Becky, um, who is one of our clinical practitioners from the Swanick team. Um, Becky uh, is an incredibly chilled, calm, laid-back person uh, on the outside. And uh, today, I thought it'd be cool to try and find out whether or not she's actually like that on the inside as well. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to get into her mindset a little bit. So um, Becky uh, teaches yoga, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But Becky, could you just introduce yourself to everybody, please? Hello, everybody. And um, what Ed just said is not correct. Um, I'm not (laughs) here that way on the outside, but I'm certainly not feeling it on the inside right now feel quite nervous. Um, so yes, I'm a clinical practitioner. I'm based at the Swanick Hub and I've been working with Blue Sky for about five years or so. Um, I've been practicing yoga for um, about 12 years and um, qualified last year and did my yoga teacher training. So I'm also teaching yoga currently as well. Oh, so I guess as a clinical practitioner, obviously you're working um, sort of daily with our carers and stuff like that and finding out things about the kids on the TLC service. Um, so what I'm interested in is how you can combine some of the practices that you do from yoga with some of the things that our carers and stuff might be going through at the moment. Okay, well, um, I think yoga has a, pl- a part to play regarding at any time of life, regardless what anyone is going through. Um, And there's lots of ways that I have integrated elements of it with carers so far, um, because the more mindful we feel and the more grounded and connected we feel, um, the young people are gonna be picking up on that. So the more centered, grounded and connected uh, we feel in our bodies, the the young people are going to be picking up on messages of safety from us constantly. Uh, What I have done with some of the carers in groups so far is um, at the end of our sessions, we've done a 10 minute mindfulness practice. Yeah. Some of them just like to have a rest. Some of them kind of want to fall asleep a little bit. But either way, it's still a practice that can help them to kind of just press the pause button um because it's so rare that they get that opportunity so it's a moment to press pause kind of reconnect with their breath have some relaxation and just calm their central nervous system down um and then feel more ready and able to face the challenges that they face oh maybe that's something we could do at the end of this if that if that would be all right sort of just as we wrap it up would that be okay just that sort of 10 minute like yeah um because i i i really struggle to give myself permission to switch off like that i'm I'm always i always use the fact that i need to be busy as an excuse i'm like well i need to do this i need to do that i need to do that and actually i'm pretty ineffective at anything and being i'm 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 quite an ineffective parent when i'm rushing around and stressed Mm -hmm. out and stuff and um to take that time to 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 pause i think is really important for for me i can never relate it to my own aspect so one of the things that you said there is you said about grounded Mm -hmm. um, and it's a word that we hear like you hear it sort of quite a lot but what does it really mean and 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 how how do you ground yourself um well for me i guess what it means is so often like you said ed we can be rushing around and we're not really mindful in what we're doing we're trying to multitask and juggle our head is thinking of various different things and a lot of our energy can be up in our head and we can start to feel things like overwhelm we can start to feel kind of low level or higher level anxiety and for me grounding really means um, drawing that energy down and just feeling really rooted 
um, and centered and more able to make mindful, deliberate choices and responses rather than just reacting to quickly to everything that's fired at us all the time. And yeah. I completely relate to you. Like I, Although I am a yoga teacher, I do not find it easy to just stop and press pause. And that's why I do yoga. And um, actually, it's called the asana. The asanas are the physical practice. Um, so the postures that we take people through. And the asanas were developed to um, enable someone to then be able to go into a place of stillness because it is really hard, to, especially nowadays when life, life is so busy. It is really hard to just stop. For many of us, it's really, really challenging. So the, the physical practice of yoga is about working the body through a range of postures, um, coordinating that with mindful movement and breath which gradually slows the system down, which means by the end of a, a yoga session, typically like an hour's class, at the end of the class, people are ready to take what we call Shavasana, which is um, the resting posture. Mm -hmm. And they are allowed to give, they feel more able to settle into that relaxing posture, having done uh, like 55 minutes of mindful movement, if you like. That's really interesting because I think sometimes people think that well, I mean, it's something that I've thought is is that when you do something like yoga, you kind of you 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 go from your active life into that mindset just like that, and actually, and yeah. I just pretty said it takes like fifty five minutes to be yeah. able to get to a point where you can then go, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. And some days it takes longer. You know, some days you can set. Some days I can find I can settle into that kind of space more easily, depending on what kind of practice I need sometimes I might feel I really need like a slow nurturing um, practice and I can slow things down but more often than not I'm drawn to a more slightly stronger practice um, which does get my body moving but it is the mindful movement and I think that's that's the key thing so even though it might be a stronger practice it's still calming for my whole system because it's mindful and it's coordinating the movement with my breath um yeah and then so is that is that what you mean by mindful movement then because i was just going to ask yeah. you what that kind of means yeah it's bringing your awareness um into what you're doing and it does take practice so you know if you're a beginner you still might be thinking oh you know what, what is this pose all about? Oh, what are we going to have for tea? <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah. the more experienced you, you get and the more you practice, like anything. So when I practice, I'm very in tune with what is going on in my body, um, really bringing my awareness back to the movement and sinking my breath. So you might hear lots of, you know, kind of inhaling your arms go up, exhaling forward fold, and it's kind of, flowing with the rhythm and breath throughout which is what I really like hmm. it's making me really relaxed even just talking about it <laughs> <laughs> which is something that um mm -hmm. I remember the first few times that I did yoga mm -hmm. I really struggled with that relaxing at the end because I'm like okay n n now what now what do I do yeah. and actually now reflecting on it you think yeah it does it takes that that you're, you're preparing for the for, for the relaxing so um yeah. How have you, how, how do you translate this to our carers that have got a kid who is climbing up the walls, who isn't going to school at the moment, and we're saying, do some yoga and relax. How, how do we get people on side to go, actually, yeah, I can do that? 
Well, do you know what? I don't think it is as simple <laughs> as, you know, I, if I heard somebody say that to me as a, as a parent feeling really stressed out, if they just said, I'll oh, do some yoga, I'd probably just want to punch them. So yeah. I think it's being realistic. You know, right mm. now is a really stressful time. Um, and But certainly there are some elements of a yoga practice that can be incorporated into your day wherever you're at. And the main one is... Um, the thing we can always come back to is our breathing. Yeah. So whether you start a full yoga practice or just um, integrate some of those breathing practices, that is probably going to be the most helpful thing that you can do because it isn't all, it's not possible for everyone right now to find the time or space to create um, a new routine. Um, mm. But bringing your awareness back to your breath, and there are specific practices that do help to calm the whole nervous system down, to help us get more into that state of um, rest and digest rather than the fight or flight response that a lot of us are in right now. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can talk you through what those breathing practices are. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> one of, one of, do you actually want to do it or do you just want me to No, I, I want to do it, I want to do it. Yeah. Okay, right. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. So, so, but we'll just do one of them. Okay. Um, but I will just briefly talk you through two. So, one, the first one is called Samavriti uh, balancing breath, and with that, you're trying to do equal inhales to equal exhales, and that will help to balance the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, trying to regulate within the body. Um, the second one, if you want to go deeper into your relaxation, and that is to increase the length of time on your exhales. So we have two choices, whether you want balancing or more deeper relaxation. Oh, I think, can we go for balancing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, quite simple. <laughs> okay, so first of all it's really useful if we can start that diaphragmatic breathing and what i mean by that is so if you just come to a comfortable seated position on your chair i'm just going to trust that you are doing it said yeah i'm running around no i am sat comfortably in my chair yeah okay so come to a comfortable seated position feel your back supported by the chair Feel your feet rooted down into the ground. Perhaps finding some length up through the spine. And perhaps dropping your shoulders a little. And if you place your hands over your stomach, so your middle fingers come to touch over your belly button, And what we mean by diaphragmatic breathing is when you take an inhale, you're filling up from the bottom of the lungs. So the diaphragm descends and your stomach actually expands. So what we're aiming for is as you inhale, your fingers should come apart slightly. And as you exhale, the stomach relaxes. And the fingers join back together. So first of all, it's trying to establish that diaphragmatic breathing. 
So as you inhale, you're drawing that oxygen down into the bottom of the lung. Stomach expands. Exhaling, slowly releasing, the fingers come back to touch. And even this can be quite tricky for some people not used to breathing this way. Inhaling, drawing that oxygen down as if into the belly. And exhaling, releasing, fingers come back to touch. So not trying to force your breath here, but just start to tune in to your breath. Starting to connect to it and notice the inhales. Noticing as you exhale. And as you start to become more aware of this breath, begin to count the length of time that it takes you to do your inhale. That might be four, five or six seconds. And then see if you can match the length of the inhale with your exhale. So it might be breathing in for a count of five. And exhaling for a count of five. Perhaps taking it further and inhaling for a count of six. Exhaling for six. Stay at six or perhaps go to seven. And exhaling for a count of seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And whatever pace works for you, it's continuing with that rhythm. So equal inhales to equal exhales. To gain that deeper relaxation, what we're aiming for is to increase the length of the exhale. So over time, you might be able to start taking that exhale to a count of eight. 10, even 12, and that really helps to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, really calm the body. And then just slowly letting your natural breath settle again. noticing the effects of a very very short breathing practice we didn't do it for very long at all
So this is something that I certainly um, will do throughout the day uh, at times when I'm feeling particularly anxious. I won't necessarily sit down and do the whole grounding, and but I can be walking around doing whatever I need to do and I will I will focus on my exhales mostly. I'll try and lengthen my exhales. Well, the interesting thing for me is that this I got up really early this morning and we went for a walk to Sandbanks and that's made me really tired and I don't feel tired anymore. I feel a bit more, oh, okay, a bit more, a bit more, I guess I can go quote your word, grounded. <laughs> a, bit, a bit more, um, yeah, a bit more, a bit more awake. What was really interesting I found through that is um, at first I didn't really notice anything as I was doing the breathing. And then as you then said to take those longer breaths, Mm-hmm. then i could i could feel my body getting into a different state like a um, more more not relaxed but a bit more i could feel the effects that the breathing was having on my body um mm-hmm. and, and my mind as well so the, the breathing that you talked about and about activating the nervous system could you tell me how, how does that work like what what is that uh it's it's the slowing down particularly so the body is constantly trying to find balance so we have the sympathetic part of the nervous system which is involved in the fight or flight the stress response um which um for most of us is more activated right now because there's just you know there's more stress around you. We're yeah. going out, we're trying to keep our distance from people, we're juggling lots more at home. So the chances are that the majority of us are going to be feeling um, more stress in one way or another. Um, so that's the fight or flight response. And then you have the parasympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic branch rather, which um, is more the rest and digest. So those two systems are always constantly working to try and find balance. Mm. Um, but more often than not, it tips into the, the fight or flight side of things. Um, and the breath is one way, which the breath is one of the quickest ways to help activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So to slow everything down, um, which is why it's so useful that we can always turn to it and the thing i love about yoga is that um we're we're just finding more we're just learning more and more stuff all the time so there is um something that's very popular right now and that's called um polyvagal theory and i'm not going to go into all of it but there is um there is something that's called the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is known as the the wandering nerve and it it uh is located up in the brain stem and it travels down through various parts of our body and the vagus nerve uh is has a real key part to play in activating that parasympathetic part of the nervous system so the rest and digest Mm -hmm. and the wonderful thing about yoga is that there's different practices that you can do that indirectly stimulate that vagus nerve. So yoga has many different elements. Um, So you've got the physical postures, you've got the breathing, um, and you've also got things like, uh, it's called a Brahmari B breath, and I know Ed, I'm not gonna do it, but it's basically just humming. So if you're humming or chanting, this or or, or singing, it also um, indirectly stimulates part of this vagus nerve. 
So it's another okay. way to help calm and activate the parasympathetic. That's incredibly, really interesting because, you know, lots of kids that I've worked with over the years and have known hum. Yes. And, 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 and make that, my son does it as well sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I just kind of, yeah. So that's, that's having an, an, an effect on some of the nerves within your body. Yes. Yeah, wow. it is. Um, so there, there's humming, yeah, humming, singing, um, and the, the breathing also. Uh, and this nerve wanders back down through the stomach so that particularly that diaphragmatic breathing where you're really noticing the shift uh, the movement in the diaphragm um, yeah. it, helps, it helps to stimulate that and these are all practices that you know you can you can just integrate throughout your day and I think for me that's something that um, I always try and keep at everything so I keep at the center of things I think about I think well actually how can we get young people to you know if, to say to a lot of young people that are you know heightened and all this kind of stuff to say right we're going to do some breathing and yeah. some singing to relax you you're going to get you know it like you said earlier punched in the face yeah. <laughs> whereas actually if you can make it interesting and something that works for them yeah. so in the last one of these I was talking to Leela um uh, who's the area manager for um for, for sort of um, Port Slade and um she grew up in care and she was talking about how her carers found her spark with music. And I'm yeah. just so interested to know is actually if that's, you know, that singing, actually we, we see, we know some of the things that are good from that, you know, it gives you a focus and the yeah. confidence or you just enjoy it. But mm -hmm. actually to know that it's having an effect on your nervous system as well, it makes me want to push, push my son into it more. <laughs> to help, help him relax and stuff yeah. and be more mindful yeah well there's so many other things that do like rhythm, mm. rhythmical movement um yeah there there is so much more body-based stuff i think that we're becoming more aware of now that has uh, an impact on on uh how on how we feel in terms of our nervous system but yeah, yeah, and I think as well, when, when you take that down to, a um, you know, look at it from a level of young people with, say, like additional needs, you know, all the rhythmic stuff that's, you know, and the held and the sensory and all that kind of stuff, you know, that shows that that can stuff like that works for everybody, doesn't it? You know, in, in its own way, if you find the right thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, what about young people then? Um, what, what kind of would you have any practices that, you know, I'm not, you know, it's definitely there's definitely not a one size fits all when it comes to kids. But is there something that you could say that, you know, say one of our carers was listening to this and they said, actually, you know what, that's something I could take and adapt that for, for, for my young person if I found the right way to engage them with it. Is there something that would bring, comes to mind? Um, well, I think, like you said, it, uh, it, perhaps integrating some of those practices throughout the day without them realising, you know, the singing, mm. the humming. Um, some young people are open to, to uh, exploring, like, the, the breath work. And I know a carer that I've worked with um, we've got this um, expandable ball uh, so you can kind of open it out slowly and in time with your breath so that can be quite soothing to do and yeah. in terms of the uh, physical you know the physical side of yoga well it can just be really fun and uh, there's loads of stuff out there nowadays you know different uh, I know it's not going to suit every young person it might be mm dependent but there's different cards and things online and um things on netflix that are to do to do with yoga that uh you know young people can join in with that 
I think yoga had, 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 had a culture shift, hasn't it? You know, it, historically, it would be more something you think, well, that's not for me. It, you know, as a man, you think, yeah. well, yoga is not for me. And, and whenever I've done it, there's more and more men and there's oh. more and more people of, of so many different varieties, uh, different, you know, di- yeah. di- different people doing it now that actually yoga's cool now. It's, it's, yeah. it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a niche anymore, is it? No, and I really have liked to see the shift in um, the, the number of males attending classes, mm. which I think has been really positive. And, and I'm seeing, you know, all age ranges, um, people in their 30s, people in their 60s, 70s, all coming to the same one mixed yeah. class. Um, and there's so many different styles of yoga and, the, and each teacher is going to have their own way of teaching as well um that there's so much variety and so much to choose from so just if you know if something doesn't particularly gel with you then there's plenty of others to to yeah. try um because i think it really is accessible for all um, unfortunately the uh, recording stopped just there um but basically um what becky was saying is that she was going to record for us a uh, breathing meditation class for you which is available on the next issue of this Hopefully you guys found this interesting and I'll catch up with you all soon. Bye.